following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. and drafting your one-stop shop for everything random draft yep that's right we uh drink craft beers that's the first part and uh and then we draft a silly topic something totally out of nowhere and uh, normally pop culture i would say and for this episode ooh, ooh, he's, he's tapping into the crafting already for this episode we dove uh, head on into what kind of created our network in a way. So Matt, um kind of your choice here. You steered us in this direction. Why don't you yeah. uh, give us a topic and let the people know who's here joining us today. Absolutely. So the topic today is uh is a fun one. It's it's one that I think a lot of people uh can do. Um, but yeah, comic books, comic book movies specifically, which is what our theme today, uh, is, is basically how the network came together more. So, I mean, comic books in general, but, um, BICBP stands for back issues, comic book podcast, which Chris and Anthony, who started the network, that was the first show that was on a part of it. So, um, so it's always fun and superhero movies are doing really, really well right now, uh, really really well as far as box office just how good that they are they're they're they hold up really well and there's been so many iconic ones over the years too so i figured let's do this one i'm uh, just coming off of the guardians of the galaxy three high which i've seen twice now and adore it and and i, I was like all right let's bring in some let's bring in one of the biggest comic book movie fans that i know uh for today's episode of course brian and alex are with us but we are joined by my good friend, co-host of Eat Sleep List. He also hosts his own show, Your Average Ordinary, Mr. Daniel Torres. Dan, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Guys, thanks for having me. I'm ecstatic to be on here um, joining you, gentlemen, because I have a lot of love and respect for you all. But I'm also honored to be on for this list in particular because I can't wait to draft my own dream team of movies. This is going to be an absolutely incredible experience. Couldn't agree more. Oh, and, be a fun and, one. and it's there's a few guests that I would be happy to draft with when, especially when it comes to this topic. But in a lot of ways, the enthusiasm that comes out of Dan when talking about comic books and superheroes is pretty much unmatched in the network. It, it, there's a certain your eyes just like light up, your face just brightens a little more, you got a little more giddy up in your step. And uh, I, I think you're a good challenge here. Uh, you're a, a friend that I've gotten to know pretty well, but I don't know you well enough to kind of gauge how you're going to be drafting here. I got a certain character that I know if I want any piece of, any property of, 
I'm going to have to jump on that train early. Uh, uh, sorry, Alex. I'm going to keep that to myself and leave you in the dark. So. <laughs> Matt, oh, there's a hint right there. I, I was I was more concerned with what the fuck Matt was doing. He's chucking shit over there. I'm what? Yeah, my dog keeps bothering me to play yeah, with. Yeah, him. he's keeping the he's <laughs> okay. keeping the dog away. That's the classic. Yeah. <laughs> Get away! But I yep, love you. Yep. But go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So great yeah. topic, uh, Dan. Obviously, I'm so happy to have you finally join us on this show. Uh, I feel it. it Personally, like I let you down by not getting you on sooner. Um, but you know, we're only in dire dire need of co-hosts and guests. So I'm sure yeah. next time up will be soon. Never, never feel bad about uh keeping me on the sidelines. I'm happy to just be a part of this. And I think this is the perfect time to bring me in. Like you said, uh I, I appreciate your words because that did mean a lot, especially coming from you. But it's always been a part of my life. Batman the Animated Series is the first thing I ever had in my life. And my dad tells this story about how when I was a kid and I couldn't even walk yet, they used to put me in one of those walkers that like, I could just kind of guide my way around the apartment with. And every time that theme would come on, I would jump up and down in it. So that superhero culture has always been ingrained in me. And my dad's an illustrator. So comic books came naturally because all these different art styles that came from it can really intrigue your mind. So this is going to be so perfect. I can't wait to get started. I got a small side story on those little walkers. Yeah, Um, go for it. I had, okay, I was really young and I was following, I think it was my godmother's son. He was doing laundry and he had to go downstairs to the basement. I decided to follow him in one of those. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> did you roll oh no uh, i tumbled tumbled it was end over end i think it's the only way i can perceive Jesus. that happening but yeah it was black blue purple everything awesome Whoa. so it may explain uh, a lot of things about yeah. me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that slight tech there <laughs> uh i noticed that you cracked a beer dan um are you drinking that's kind of I, so I forgot to pick up beer today. It's a cardinal okay. sin. I will crack a Pepsi at some point. I Ooh. promise that. Okay. So I'll, so I'll have at least something in my hands while we drive. Okay. Near the mic. Near the mic. Near um, the mic. Yes. Clear, clear liquid mat over there. Got yeah. the jug candy. It's definitely not water. You got <laughs> that high quality H2O. Hey, high quality H2O. Alex, what are you drinking? I, okay, so this may have been in the fridge for, I want to say maybe three years. I just found it. Oh. And it still tastes amazing. Weldworks Brewing. It's called Silly Wabbit. Huh. It is a sour ale mixed with trick cereal. Huh. And that's pretty much the only, well, there's uh, raspberry, marshmallow, vanilla, and lactose. But it's very, very good. Well, I'm glad you kept it in the fridge, or else you'd basically be drinking poison right now. Right. Well, it's <laughs> it's early yet. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely fair. I don't even know what the percent is on here. I don't know if it shows. Oh, six five. Not bad. Six five. All right. I am drinking Buffalo Trace bourbon, so I'm not participating in the craft beer. But as always, our alternative is uh, a good bourbon. Uh, let's randomize the list here. 
And once, a twice. One or four, one or four, one or four. Three times the lady, Alex, with the first pick. Yeah. I have second. Ooh. I'm going to disappoint, just to let you know. Dan is three, and Matt, you as what seems to be the normal. Uh, you have the turn, my friend. It does seem to be a normal thing, and I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. I am uh, I am very excited for, to have the turn. The first the first twofer, so to speak. A uh, lot of good, lot of good ones to be had. Well, so absolutely. the one question remains: How many rounds? We'll see how we do. We we okay. we guarantee five. We normally make it to seven. So okay. Uh, Probably not meeting in the middle. Without further ado, you have the heavy burden of drafting what would be the quintessential comic book movie. I am going to take this purely from not the hype angle. Um, not going for the huge heavy hitters. I'm going for weird ones. And Ron Perlman plays a great Hellboy. Oh, okay. I've been fascinated with that. I like the darker side of stuff as it is. Um, yeah, I fell in this, love with this movie a long time ago. I don't even remember what. Does anybody know what year that came out? Uh, that was. I want to say like oh three, oh four, something like that. That feels that, about right. That was fun. There, that was the first I ever knew about Hellboy, and uh, there's a movie. lot of cool like the comics. A lot of cool stuff spanned from that. Yeah, this he, he looked great, like the the, the the costume and stuff. He was yeah. he was perfect for it. Nobody else has the face structure to match that. No, no, I think made it perfect. And I I wasn't huge on the remake, and not remake, but different adaptation. But it, I came around on it. Um, yeah, I heard I I didn't see it, but I heard it did not so great. For me, it's like no Guillermo, no Bueno. Right. Okay, very good. I mean, yeah. I, get that. I get that choice for sure. Um, not exposed to it yet. Is it it's something I should add to my list, huh? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. 2004 Hellboy came out in, by the way. There you go. Very good. Good call, Matt. Well, let's go in the way, way, way back machine to a time where I am a small child and I am exposed to very early on, who in a lot of ways is the quintessential superhero comic book hero. Dan's going to love this pick. I'm going with 1989's Batman, Tim Burton. Ah, very good. Not where I thought you were going. Yeah. Never mind. Moving on. Moving on. Go ahead. You want to get nuts? It set the bar. Right. (laughs) Let's get nuts. That's the bar for what we now thought of as superhero movies. Because we were just coming out of the Christopher Reeves, Superman, you know, trifecta. Let's -hmm. let's not talk about the fourth one. Because then that's when it fell apart. But also, yeah, I love the fact that you picked Tim Burton Batman. Oh, dude, I mean, he set the bar so high of just really diving into 
the the dirt, the grit that Gotham City is, and like really leaned into it. You know, Danny Elfman put on a fantastic oh. soundtrack for that. Um, all the all the scenes are, are have just such a a touch of I don't know dark. Like you already said I, with yeah. your pick, Alex, it, yeah. you know, it is so dark and I I love how anytime Tim Burton gets his hands on things, it's like you're focused on whatever's lit up. The rest of it's just pitch black, and I love that. Yeah, he has a fun art style, like movie yes. presentation style, where you see it and you just know it's his. Yeah, yep. You just know it's his. You don't even have to know what the movie's called. But you're like, oh, that's a Tim Burton film, because and that's the mark of a great artist and director. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's classic. It literally set it 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 molded what Batman would be from 1989 to today. Yeah, you know, it continues to find inspiration. The whole animated series was basically, you know, taken from that. Uh, I think every, you know, Batman iteration since then, well, maybe not Joel Schumacher, but um, but not those Joel Schumacher movies, but uh, but basically everything major that has happened in the world of Batman, um, Tim Burton's 89 Batman inspired it. So that's a that's a that's a great A pick right there. I wish if there was I wish a Brian Hall was... of Fame, you know, a Hall of Fame of superhero movies. This Mount Rushmore, would be a first, a yeah. first ballot, you know, entry. Oh, for I sure. I wish Ryan was with us for this one, so I could bring up Wesley Snipes and Edward Scissorhands. Ryan he, would admit. <laughs> Ryan would admit he is. He is <laughs> for that. For that little yeah caveat would be fantastic, but. <laughs> Ryan, this would not be in his wheelhouse. Company. No, he would just say Toy Story. He Toy Story <laughs> would be his first choice. And that would be all his like here. That callback would never get old. <laughs> not for nothing, Ryan. When you listen to this, I hope everything's good with the fam, the newborn. Hope everything's well. He peeks in. I like that. I like that he keeps up on on the group chat. I he don't him. say shit, but he don't keeps say anything. Up. But he peeks. <laughs> Well, uh, Dan, your first ever pick on crafting and drafting. So first of all, um, I do admire your Tim Burton pick very, very much because that was the first iteration of Batman we get to see on screen. And it captured him very well at that point. That was a great adaptation of uh, the dark, gritty Gotham, like you said. That was one of my complaints about the Dark Knight movies is I thought Gotham was like too clean looking at times like sometimes it looked like way too industrial of a city you know fantastic movies but i thought tim burton's eye for that was really good you have a great first pick my friend but for mine i'm going really really specific and i went for what is actually the best superhero movie out there what is my number one if i really had to if i was drafting for my team and i really had to get the number one prospect out there i really really want to go for the gusto so gentlemen my first pick is going to be spider-man into the spider-verse Ooh. I absolutely there, there are so many live action iterations of movies that have really captured superheroes very well, but no character was captured better, in my opinion, than Miles Morales in this movie. That was the perfect way to write him. It was the perfect way to incorporate multiple Spider-Men 
uh, that all had different quirks, fat out of shape, Peter Parker that could still, you know, react to every little thing is so cool. Uh, spider Gwen, um, voiced by Haley Steinfeld is, uh, absolutely a treat to see in that movie. Even things like spider pig and Spider-Man noir, which <laughs> the great Nick cage voices, right. like right. The, it's, and then you look at the soundtrack. You have Post Malone and Sway Lee putting out this song that becomes a hit on its own and becomes so catchy incorporated through the movie. Exactly. You have a hip hop based soundtrack. It was it was the animated uh, version of what Black Panther brought to the world as far as a lot of different things. And when you saw that in movie theaters, you walked out like, holy crap, that was so good. I I texted my brother, who is a giant Spider-Man fan. Shout out to my brother Jonathan today. And I, when I was considering all this, and I said to him, if you were drafting a number one movie, if you were doing a draft of superhero movies, would Into the Spider-Verse be an appropriate number one pick? And he was like, uh, like if you were doing a top 10 or I, I go, no, if you were putting a, together a football team, he goes, that should absolutely be number one in any scenario. And that's all I needed to hear to justify it. So my number one pick is going to be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Beautiful choice, buddy. That's yeah, that's pick. a great, great, great first pick. And I'm excited for the new one to come out. I think it comes out soon, right? It does. Yeah. yeah. Speaking so. of Spider-Man, a uh, buddy of mine, Shout out, Sammy. Hope everything's well, bud. Um, we went and saw No Way Home in 4DX. Didn't know what the fuck that meant. Our chairs started moving. <laughs> We're giggling like little schoolgirls, man. We did not expect that shit. And it was funny as hell. Everything the chairs move? Yeah, the chairs move. You get water uh. splashed on you. There's speakers by your head that also blow air. And then you get pounded in the back if there's, you know, That's how I saw the Batman head. the first time. It's uh, so good. It's I never so knew good. about this. Yes, you got to do it. Batavia? No, uh, Galleria actually has one. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Dan, you'll like this. Um, I don't think anyone can say that I'm wrong in saying this, but that is my daughter's very first superhero movie she's ever seen. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What a good one to start with. That's setting the bar really high. She wasn't really sure exactly like, she, I was like, I want you to, I want to watch a superhero movie. And she goes, oh, I'm like, but it's Spider-Man. He, and she goes, that doesn't look like Spider-Man. I'm like, that's the best part. I'm like, because there's an unlimited amount of Spider-Man and you get to meet them all. Yep. As far as I know, I could ask her when I finish this podcast, but I mean, she, she seemed to love it. We, we haven't watched it too many times, but. It's just crazy the way the artwork was just like literally brought to life and animated. That was a lot of it fun. Was just a lot so of fun. Crazy to watch. I was mesmerized by it. It was the it was the, probably the last movie <laughs> that I watched at home where after the movie ended I was like that was crazy. Imagine seeing that <laughs> in theaters. I wish I had seen it in theaters but great first Sorry, movie. I was I was laughing so hard just now cuz you're saying stuff. And the three of us are bobbleheads. Yep. 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 They absolutely crushed it. And shout out to my dude from uh, uh, the new girl. He plays Nick on New Girl. I never remember the actor's name. I'm sure my wife remembers, but he does the voice of the chubby, the out of shape Peter Parker. The only one I know from that show is Justin Long. 
That's not him. But I doubt I doubt that's him. No. Jake Johnson is the actor's name. There we go. Dude, mm. he's he's so good in New Girl. And when I heard his voice when we were watching that movie, I looked at my wife, I'm like, yo, that's Nick from New Girl. Because <laughs> I mean it's the voice doesn't change. So cool. Yeah. Well, that's kind of out of left field, but I think it's well deserving. I think uh you and your brother are absolutely correct. Matt. Two picks for you. I think oh, man. you, out of all the drafts you've done, I think this one is the primo spot to be sitting at four. This is great, and, and things have fallen uh, the exact way that I had hoped them to be. He got his pick. I got my pick. Um, yeah, I'm delighted what I have. So, in my opinion, the greatest superhero movie, the greatest superhero movie of all time is The Dark Knight. Um. Yeah, it's it. In my opinion, it's I have like a one A one B, and I'm about to draft my one B on the swing on the on the the snake. But man, how great was was Dark Knight? I still watch it, and I catch something new every time. You know, mm-hmm. you sit on the edge of the seat, you're invested in the storyline the entire time, following everything along. Um. You know, the uh, watching Heath Ledger's Joker just be it steps ahead all the time. You think you got him, but you don't. Um, and it was a long, engaging film. Uh, yeah, it, it, he gave such a like that was the Joker that, you know, unfortunately, every time you go to a Halloween party, there's like three people dressed up as him. But um, but what a great performance. For, you know, from it, uh, and it the great thing was it wasn't like super action heavy. Like I, 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 when you really think about it, when you sit back and think about it, the action that you know one of the biggest action sequences was, um, uh, was was when they were in the RV or not the RV when they were escorting Harvey Dent, and they did the rocket launcher scene, the whole underpass. Uh, scene and then the, obviously the big tower and there was a couple other things too so yeah that was Batman to me uh, Dark Knight was was great I remember sitting in the theaters and just uh, just being kept engaged the whole time hooked how's he gonna get him oh god he's got him how's he gonna get out of this and there was just so much drama in between uh, and then of course the, the little two-face you know uh, cameo which I think might have been unnecessary it might have been better as a third movie villain um, but it was nice to, to see it that briefly, I guess, I guess it works in the context of the overall trilogy, but, um, Batman dark Knight is, uh, the dark Knight is, is my number one, my number two. So this is my 2.1 pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the best, uh, of Marvel film in my opinion, and I'm going to go Avengers infinity war. Yeah. Uh, just because the pacing was so good in it, I, I, you know, I loved Endgame, but I felt like the pacing and the action and the drama was so much bigger in Infinity War. And I like the bouncing around. And this is the first time a lot of these characters got to, you know, interact. That's one of the movies where I wish I like Infinity War is a movie that I wish I could see for the first time all over again. Yeah. And then the snap, that drama at the end of it, right? You snap the Avengers lost. Holy crap! What's gonna happen next? You had to wait a whole year. Um, you just—I never. That was the first time I ever 
left the movie theater after a Marvel movie, and it was just completely silent because people had no idea what to say. They were like, I went opening night. They were laughing. They were applauding. It was like it's going to see a play or some kind of sporting event. Like, that's how big Infinity War was. And, uh, yeah, it, tremendous movie. It, it, in my opinion, the best one. I rewatched that one way, way, way more. Um, than probably any other one because just how just how good it is. Mm. Matt, back with the Dark Knight. Sure. The scene where he's in the nurse's outfit and he clicks the button and he keeps <laughs> clicking and smacks it. I heard that was ad libbed, like it was delayed. Yes. It was. Okay. Yes, it was. That, that's that's like a cool insight well, to see. I mean, that just goes to show that Heath Ledger really didn't leave the character. No. He, he, he almost unfortunately. The character right fortunately that was the a great method to use it just worked against them i think i think this the olsen twins because they're you know evil incarnate anyways um, <laughs> well the first movie i ever saw in imax was the dark knight i spent too much time with my buddies doing the recreational beforehand and we got there late we had to sit in the second to first row and it was so you're doing crazy. this hey you watch that corner i got the lower <laughs> left you got the upper left you got the bottom and then we'll try and catch the middle it it sucked but i did go that was the last time i went to like a movie where it was still within the like the first week or so of release and the hype was still there of everyone mm-hmm. that I was there with, and it was a packed house, obviously, because I was sitting so damn close. Everyone was experiencing it for the first time, which is mm-hmm. something that Matt knows. Like, I don't really do. I normally go there, and most of the people I'm watching with are already seeing it for the second time or whatever. And because yeah. I wait so long to go, because I don't, I don't like viewing it with a lot of people. Um, but it was worth it, even sitting second to front row. Uh, and not being able to really see all of it in what it should have been, it was still epic in a way that I wasn't quite prepared for. Because I saw the first, you know, movie of the trilogy, and it was good. I still watch it quite a bit, but there's something about the Dark Knight Rise, the the Dark Knight, that it just, I don't know, it, it captured a certain part of like the human psyche that mm-hmm. really kind of unnerved you. And the fact that I'm the one, you know what I mean? Like to yeah. I'm the one. As far as he like is concerned, I'll never forget the scene when he burns all the money. Oh, my head exploded. Yeah, I was like, just, oh my like, god! I'm like, that's yeah. He's not about the money. <laughs> that's no. the worst part. And then in chaos. Or the- it's about aggressive expansion. <laughs> Infinity War, I unfortunately saw just watching them on Disney Plus. Really? So I didn't really get to get caught up in it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to watch it um in theaters. Um I I seen it three times in movie theaters. Three times. I either go with my buddy Josh, as you know, if you listen to airing of Crevices, or I go with my wife. I don't go with anyone else. And she doesn't care about a lot of sci-fi and whatnot. But when COVID hit, we went on this epic Marvel binge watch. And we finally got to Infinity War. And I remember watching it with her. And she looked at me and she goes, 
what happens next? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, you did just watch Tom Holland disappear into nothing. And it, yes, it was very sad. My, you know, it, Marvel does this thing called what ifs. And my biggest what if is um, what if COVID hit the year before, like in between Infinity War and Endgame? Like people had to wait like two years to go to the movie theaters to see it. How would they <laughs> film it? Huh? They wouldn't. How would they it, film it? I don't like, know. It, I, 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 I don't know. I think they were already filmed both of them, and they just yeah. staggered it a year apart. But oh. that would have that would have been like obviously COVID sucked. Uh, but like just sitting on that drama, just sitting and waiting on that, you know, for that drama to hit. Oh, oh, that would have been bad. And I avoided but. most spoilers minus <clears throat> shady um, throughout <laughs> all of it. So when I final, I finally went and saw Endgame with my buddy Nate. Uh, from the Out of Tune podcast, and it was his third time going to see it. So, very good. Yeah, I've only seen one movie three times in the theater. Sure. Fucking Austin, Austin Powers and Goldmember. Oh shit! <laughs> I saw it twice in New York City, Fair once ball. at home. All right, <laughs> all right, Mr. Torres. Um, dang. waited long enough. Yeah, uh, Matt. Matt just cleaned out a lot of really top shelf movies. So there's still so many more though. Did Did you feel my heart breaking when you picked Dark Knight? Like, do you, Do you I know seen your face? Yeah, mm, I thought I heard like, something. Man, that that just does something to me. But you know what? I got to stick with the drafting techniques that you yourself taught me, and I can't panic when things go don't go my way in the first round. Like I, if something goes off the board, there's way more up there. So I'm going to stick to the game plan. And for my next pick, I'm going to draft black Panther here because oh, dark Knight is taken. I'm going to take black Panther. Um, a lot of what I covered in spider verse applies to here to a lot of African centric characters, a lot of um, African American talent that's within this. This is the first time that Marvel is showcasing something this extreme at, at the very least. Um Ellie, stop it. Um, Wakanda. Yes. Um it starts out extremely epic, right? In the apartment scene in Los Angeles to um to Black Panther breaking up that convoy in, at the beginning. And then after they're in the casino and they're chasing Andy Circus through the streets, that's such a cool part too. There are so many cool moments within that movie. And then you look at Michael B. Jordan's performance as Killmonger. That dude is ruthless. We've seen him in a lot of roles over the years and a lot of protagonist roles where he's playing a baby face. Cause you know, he's handsome. He's good looking. He's easy to root for in those scenarios. But as Killmonger, man, when he takes off his shirt for the first time and he has all those scars on his body from all those people he's killed, that moment sends chills down my spine every single time I watch. And then not to mention another powerhouse soundtrack uh, produced by Kendrick Lamar and featuring hip hop legends from East Coast, West Coast, added just everywhere at the time. Beautiful piece all in all. Chadwick dying broke my heart but it adds another layer onto this movie too and how it'll never be matched for a for anything they try to do black panther related ever again it'll never do what 
Chadwick did with that movie and with that role. And he embodied uh, T'Challa and and the character of the Black Panther so perfectly. Um, so I'm absolutely not faltering in this pick, and I am choosing Black Panther for my next draft pick. Great choice. That's great. Yeah, it, it really immortalized it, unfortunately, with his passing of just now you're forced to if they continue the movies beyond and and we know they did now with at least one movie but they might do more that we're always going to look back and compare it and now unfortunately for the next people it's always going to be like yeah but your performance is nothing compared to his as far as the the michael b jordan part of it goes you know it's funny because not long after that came out, me and my wife started watching The Wire, and that's his real first big acting is in The Wire. So it's really cool to kind of just see of you know Michael B. Jordan is one of those few child actors who kept pushing on and just kept growing, and he can play multiple different roles. He proved he can be, you know, obviously and and. Uh, protagonist, but it, it, him as the antagonist in this movie made me think: like, do we want like a separate side movie of just? Can you show me as, him as like that assassin, like you know, you know, hired to kill? Like, I want to know that story more. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I agree. I, uh, I, a little side story I have here, real quick. I have uh, I went to school for theater and I have a professor who went to Yale and um, he was on the wire. That was another big thing. He was, you know, like one of the child drug dealers on that. So uh, I can't remember which he's only in like a couple episodes. He doesn't have like a big thing. They're only that those ones. They're they're only in like the first two seasons. And then Mm -hmm. unfortunately, the way it goes as a drug dealer, you normally don't last very. Yeah, but he was Spoilers. he was kind of smug. He was the the centric point of most of his conversations was, well, I went to Yale and blah 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 or whatever. Uh, so the one day we're in class and he's talking about the wire and he's talking about how he worked with Michael B. Jordan on that show. And someone from class said something about uh he was like, Oh, well, do you still do you guys still keep in touch? And he was like well, yeah, you know, I, I will send each other messages around the holidays and like things like that. And in my head, I go, ah, I know what that means. It means you send him messages on Facebook every year <laughs> and he either leaves you on red or hits you with like, a, hey, thanks for reaching out and like doesn't do much back to you. <laughs> Better yet, you got the thumbs up like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Oh, that'd be heartbreaking. <laughs> That's uh, funny. You know who wouldn't do that? Chadwick. He'd respond to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You know he's that dude. Dang. All right, dude. Um, That's me now, right? Yeah. 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 All right. I think this is first round worthy, and I'm getting it here in the second round. Um, It's been done several times over now. But I still go back to the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Yes, it was the the next superhero movie 
origin story that I thought handled it in a way that despite being introduced to it so many times and so so many different ways, I felt that Tobey Maguire was kind of a fun version of Spider-Man where like I don't think he's the best Spider-Man, which makes this a weird pick maybe, but he did such a good job of making you feel like you were a part of the storyline of him being that teenager with teenager problems and experiencing, you know, getting all those powers and stuff like that. And I even like was fine with them kind of kicking some of the lore and stuff to the side. You know, the fact that he shoots webs without a contraption while as a diehard comic book guy, you know, I was like, well, that's not real. Well, I'm like, but at the same time, it's like, why not twist it? Why right. not add that to one of his abilities? It's not crazy. He can do so many other things that are part of being a spider. So why wouldn't he be able to shoot webs? So right. it, it was a fun balance in that way. And it, it was the next big one. It was, I felt for the longest time that we went, from that first Batman and then all the garbage that f- fell after it. And then it, like we waited a long time. And then that movie came along. It was like, okay, we're back on track again. Cool. We got something we can get behind. So shout out Toby McGuire. Uh, you're more than just Seabiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> like the actual Seabiscuit? The actual Seabiscuit. He's more than yes. the dead horse from a long time ago. Good save. Good save. That's a save. I thought I made it worse. I think I was trying to be. I was trying to be really nice. You don't have to do that. We're not here. <laughs> We're not here for that. We've said some awful things on this show. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. We, yeah, we have. Yeah. That one's only scratching the surface. I killed baby <laughs> Hitler. Just saying. You did. Yeah. 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 That was the thing. <laughs> I want to talk about amazing soundtrack for that movie too. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was it? Was yeah. It amazing soundtrack? Oh, I loved it, man! Yeah, I yeah. I actually had that album. It was Nickelback uh, or not Nickelback, Nickelback Sum Forty One. Yeah, that awful um, Ben Affleck Saliva, Daredevil movie had the best soundtrack. I'm just saying. Don't you? I, I was gonna draft that. Oh shit! No, I'm you draft something it. awful. I love that movie. I I low key love that movie. Y'all just hate it because everybody else hated it. I hate it because Electra's useless in that. Anyways, it I out of all the dark movies I like, that it didn't do much for me. That movie. The girl that saw the that movie with me, and then we'll let Alex make his two picks. <laughs> she asked point blank, and I had no defense for this. She goes, "How come everyone's flying?" I'm like, "I don't." She's right. <laughs> She's right. There's no reason for any of them to be able to be doing any of this. There's nothing right. in losing your sight that should make you be able to jump 50 feet up in the air, right? I, I can't. I'm sorry. You're right. You're so right, and I feel dumb for being here right now. Now I want to watch it all over again. I know, right? Me too. I'll watch it. <laughs> I am watching the Daredevil series finally for the first time. You? Oh, Jesus. I'm all of four Late. episodes in. Late? Oh, it's Super beautiful. Late. It's beautiful. It for, you know me. I don't have time to myself, so it takes forever. I know. I know. You're time. a good dad. That's why. <laughs> uh Alex, you get two picks here, man. A lot of a lot of low hanging fruit in my opinion, still. It's low hanging, but I'm gonna leave it there. Okay. 
Stay you. Um, Stay you. I I did a little research. This did come from a comic. It can't rain all the time. The crow. Oh shit! Oh. Damn! <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I do need yeah. to revisit it, but that role. I mean, I was just acting wise. You may have took the best acting performance in a superhero movie. Well, wow. comic to movie, yeah. Um, got the podcast out. <laughs> I I do need to revisit it. It has been probably in fifteen years since I've seen it. So I definitely need to revisit that. Um, not too much more to say on that. I am actually happy to make this the first of the third round, though. Okay. Oh, hey. yeah. He's waiting. He's long in my, he's first in my one or class. second one? First one or second one? First one. Okay. Um, the listeners know, don't know what you picked yet. Ryan Reynolds. Okay, there we go. No, oh, Green Lantern? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope, nobody can deny what a great actor he is. Um, I couldn't think of anybody else personality-wise to take over the role of Wade Wilson. Deadpool. Such he, owned, an easy he saved it. He's, I mean, he saved it. Live action-wise, he saved it. You I know, know, that that's was, true, yeah. That was big. He didn't want that X-Men Origins Wolverine Deadpool to be the last impression. So he was like, no, mm-hmm. we're gonna do the we're gonna do it and do it right. And he took he took and took time. He invested himself in it. And and now Deadpool joined Joker and Harley Quinn as one of the most overdone costumes at a lot of Halloween parties. Oh, absolutely. Any spirit Halloween you go into, it's got its own wall, basically. Basically, yeah, I got a nice hoodie with it where it zips, it zips up, and you can see through the eye holes. Deadpool, that's costume. awesome. <laughs> but like, <clears throat> not just from you know the comic that it is standpoint, the cast that they put around him, yeah, was phenomenal. So oh. yeah, the crow and Deadpool, very good. I like I like how Alex's uh, draft is going so far. Some unique ones. Not yeah. I'm not gonna say, uh, well, not not in the Deadpool case, but like with Crow and Hellboy, um, I, I I like the perspective on it. Not ones that I would I would personally expect, but they're also really good classics that uh, were the probably the standard bear back in their day. I would say mm-hmm. and. Uh, now they kind of fall in, like they kind of hit fall through the cracks. Yeah, I think at it's, this point I just wanted them to make it into the draft. So yeah. the only way for them to, so far, the way it sounds is me. I love it. I, I love that. Before we started recording in the group chat, you threw out that Greg Maddox meme of of painting <laughs> corners. So your your first two picks, I would say, as far as superhero movies go. They're on the fringe. They're hitting the corners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. You're you're taking all the ones that are just outside the mainstream, but you know, diehards like embrace them like no other. I know there's a like, cult following, you know, with outside, but like outside, but right up against the box. But then when you take Deadpool with your third pick, 
the movie is very mainstream and very beloved. And the series, you know, even the, you know, obviously the second one, and we're anticipating the third in 2024. Mm-hmm. But the hit the comic book series that was on the fringe. Diehards of comic books love Deadpool. Mm-hmm. You know, casual fans didn't love Deadpool. Casual fans didn't really understand Deadpool, didn't really get Deadpool. No. It's like you don't understand what it's like to be a writer. And then eventually, like some like somebody woke up one day and was like, What if I make my character aware that I'm writing about him? Like, what yeah. an amazing idea to come up with. Break the fourth wall. It it's it's a phenomenal comic. I I employ or implore all the listeners to take time out of your day and just one look at the art. Just watch Deadpool. That's all they no, gotta do. Well, the movies are that's what we're talking <laughs> about, but Look at the artwork of yes. the illustrators of Deadpool. And then also just enjoy just the writing of it because it's next level. It really that is. Humor. Just, yes. I mean, he takes so much of like, in my opinion, Spider-Man and then like making it adult, you know, mm-hmm. and growing it up because Spider-Man was always known for being quippy and, and, and mm-hmm. having one-liners. And then it's like Deadpool showed up and was like, Oh God! <laughs> the rated R version. I don't know if I can keep up with, it. <laughs> or unrated, depending on what he's saying. Man, I almost feel like he just made me have to make. You know, I'm going to do it because I can't have this not on my team. I'll take the second one. God damn, that movie was also awesome. I'll take that bull too. Um, oh, I should have <laughs> worn the white pants. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got the right idea. He's got the brown pants. Yes. <laughs> That's why I wear red. So the bad guys can't see me bleed. That's right. So that movie. So I had watched the first one with my wife at home. And then when we knew the second one was coming out, I was like, we're going to see this. Right. Because she loves Ryan Reynolds. And she will probably tell you right now Deadpool's her favorite superhero movie. She, she'll she watch that every single day if I let her or, or, or if I chose to. But when we went and saw the second one in theaters, we both were like really shocked. Once again, we waited. Um, so maybe we missed out on the right crowd, but like people weren't laughing. And at one point in the movie, towards the end, um, there's a chorus going on in the background of the yes. soundtrack, and they are singing holy shit balls uh-huh. over again in an orchestral <laughs> performance. And I'm dying. I'm dying <laughs> in the theater of like how hysterical this is while this awesome fight scene is going on. And there's like the other 12 other people in the theater. And no one else is laughing besides me and my wife. We're, we're rolling the entire time through the movie. I'm like, I don't understand how you could watch these movies and not have your stomach hurt from yes. just laughing so that hard. Textbook Deadpool canon right there. Right. Yeah. And also, I also like how they did the X Men like better than the X Men movies did. I always got to compliment them for that. Oh my Deadpool god! Deadpool really portrayed the X Men well. Like Colossus and in, in Deadpool is so much better than oh, yeah. either iteration of Colossus in uh, in the X Men films. When he opens up that door, or, or the door's oh. already open, and he's like, "How come we can't get into the other ones?" And then they close the door real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, classic! Uh, but, and the man, the Juggernaut was such a treat too. Like the Juggernaut was finally, way better right? in Deadpool two than he was in X Men three, The Last Stand. Like 
Dude. What was that movie? I don't even know what you're talking about. I wish it never happened, basically. Amen. Uh, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, I love it. My favorite thing is in Deadpool 2. He has a poo knife. He will stab you with it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go watch those again. Oh, yeah. Me too. I can't wait. I for love his interaction with... Awesome. Uh, what what's her name that he rooms with in the first movie? Oh, Blind Ale. Yeah, the shit she says. Oh and yeah, then his, his she's response. coming back for the next one. She's coming back for the next one. The actress, that's awesome. So. That is awesome. But like, anytime he deals with her. Oh yeah. Like especially when he said, "There's what like something to do with coke around the house." Yeah. Oh, you find that you'll start seeing colors or some shit. Like I was fucking dying. So he puts the coke in his is up in his you know his mask and he just smacks his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, great choices. Yeah. Um, back to back of Deadpool, in my opinion, well placed here. But Dan, now you get all the low hanging fruit. Yeah, there's still. You know what's so good about superhero movies these days is there's still so much to choose from. Like even the Dark Horse ones are still amazing movies. So I feel like I still have tons of choices within this. Um, I'll throw in real quick too the Celine Dion song at the beginning of the second <laughs> Deadpool. Yes. Is such a it's a good Celine Dion song too. Like that's that's a good soundtrack to go with that as well. I, I think that says a lot about it. Um, so I'm going to go with one of my favorites on here. And I, I think that I, I'm having a hard time with this one because there's something I want to put on here. And I'm hoping that by the time I get back, it's still available because I, I really want it on here, and I think I'm taking a risk picking this one over it, but I'm taking it anyway because I love this movie so much. I'm going to go kind of in the same world as you guys, but opposite. I'm going with the movie Logan. So, oh, beautiful. So Logan is an absolute masterpiece. Old man Logan dealing with uh, his body breaking down because of the years of healing itself and the adamantium, like killing him slowly and Professor X having dementia and losing his mind and talking in circles and him just desperately trying to take care of him. And then Weapon X, the the, the younger mutant, the whole cast of that movie is absolutely incredible. The scenery that they use in it is so good it's the perfect goodbye in a way to logan it is the perfect 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 logan movie as soon as the movie starts and they wake and they wake him up by shaking the van and they're stealing the tires off his limo um you know things are about to get real immediately and then they shoot him and you're like that's a terrible idea and then it gets even worse from that point on and if you get the time to watch the uh the logan noir as well which is the black and white version of that film too it adds to it a little bit there's something really beautiful about that film uh presented that way um Hugh Jackman and uh, Char- and uh, Patrick Stewart, of course, are 
just an incredible duo is Logan and Charles Xavier. So this has to be on here. And the violent scenes are violent. Dude, about damn time, violent. too. About it was damn about damn time. Exactly. A rated R Wolverine movie. Like, yeah. The moment that part was released, I was like, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. And it, it lived up to everything and more. I can't, I'll never forget seeing that in theaters for the first time. It absolutely deserves a spot on that list. So, Logan is going to be my next draft pick. Very good. I, I've only seen that one time. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're, I'm probably going to be wrong. He didn't have bone claws for that. I can't now. I can't remember if he did or not. He Shoot. may have. I don't, yeah, I can't remember because it, it kept going like back and forth. Like they right. couldn't figure it out uh, properly. But he definitely had him for Days of Future Past. I remember yes. he had the bone claws for Days of Future Past for sure. But it's yeah. a huge um, reveal for a lot of people that don't read the comics that they don't understand that the blades were not blades. They were always bone. bone. Yeah. Part of his original, when he was born, he was mutated, you know, with that. So adamantium encased all bone. Therefore he has been bone claws encased in adamantium. So, yeah, I love how they even throw that line in, uh, in days of future past when they're going up the elevator with Magneto there, where he's like, uh, he's like interesting claws. He goes, can you imagine those were, if those were metal and it's a reference yes. to oh, all yeah. the times that he uses it against him in the comic very, books, very including ripping it out of him. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I love the X-Men universe, but Logan's my favorite out of all of them that they've, which he survives by the way, in the comic books, they have yes, he does ripped from him, which is insane to think of. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that is one that I wasn't sure where it would fall. I wasn't sure how in love everyone was of the character of Wolverine and, and Logan and Hugh Jackman's portrayal, but I, I think I know now. Yeah. Maybe next time they'll cast someone that's actually, you know, like five for five. <laughs> Just saying. We'll see. I, I still say Daniel Radcliffe could. Uh... It'd be hard for me because I feel like he's been typecast. And it's like Harry Potter, like it's just him forever. I know that perception can change, but why can't we find a Canadian actor? Matt, watch uh, the movie Horns. You'll think differently. Is he a villain in that one? He becomes kind of one for a bit. He's a bad guy in one of those magic movies, right? Not like uh, Magic Mike, but I think it's like the. <laughs> not, not now that you one. see me. Now you see me, yes. I think right. Is he a bad guy in one of those? He is, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know he was in that. I haven't seen those movies, so they're fun. They're a lot of. I fun. know Jess, Jesse Eisenberg's in there, right? Yep, Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, a couple other big time actors, actresses. Mm-hmm. Matt for two. All right. So I'm gonna go. This is uh. So as far as individual. Marvel character movies, MCU movies. To me, this is the lone one that's in tier one alongside the first Avengers, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Um, I'm going uh, the second Captain America movie, Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to. Uh, 
what a thriller top to bottom what a thriller a fun like mystery in a sense like not like some kind of mystery in a sense uh the drama was high uh all the the this the spying and the hydra stuff and and all that i mean the action sequences were tremendous really 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 good action scenes you get the debut of falcon you get a doctor strange mention um and so much other stuff. It was cool seeing Black Widow and Cap team up. Uh, Bucky, who I thought they were going to, like, Winter Soldier is just an awesome character who I thought they were going to screw up. I remember that movie, the trailer dropped, and I was just like, they're going to make this some kind of weird thing because that's just what superheroes do. It's not going to be Bucky. But it ended up being Bucky. And some of the emotion, like, just pure emotion. So um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, comes in at uh, my 3.1, or yeah, three point one pick, or sorry, yeah, no, three point four, and then four point one. Yes. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh. I love that entire trilogy. Oh no! Um, now I have to take off my headphones. No, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> I love the entire trilogy. I could probably put one. I would happily draft one or three here. But um, yeah, the newest one is by far my favorite. Best action, best um, range of emotion, you know, all that stuff. You feel it all. Uh, great swan song, and it leaves you still wanting more, which I think is good for any trilogy. When the Iron Man trilogy was done, I'm like, okay, I've had enough of Iron Man. When the Cap trilogy was done, I, I still kind of wanted it, but he had been in so many uh, like things that I was like, eh. I, I, I could be done with this. The Guardians won like that. That whole team like has a special place in my heart, like memories and and just association with stuff. I talk about it all the time. Uh, but yeah, Guardians Volume Three, in my opinion, was um, was really really good. I'm not sure how it fits in all my like Marvel movie tiers. It's probably a tier. It's a tier two for me. Um, but it's 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 a lot of fun. Great soundtrack. And just a lot of things come full circle. So, so yeah. That's a good pick. Real good pick. Thank you. Thank you. I have no opinion on the third one. If you would have drafted the first one, I would say I had no idea what Guardians of the Galaxy was. And then when I binge watched all those Marvel movies, I was like, ooh, that was fun. Yeah, I didn't know who they are. I knew a couple of the characters, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I ended up like, laughing harder that like that's another one that i'd love to see for the first time again the first guardians so right i get that yeah good stuff dude thank you thank you mr torres i love the fact that you put winter soldier on your list you made another face you made another face i was that was i was hoping that was gonna sleep at least another round or two so that I could kind of grab that one at the end. If it was, if it was still there, but um, this one, the one that I was going to draft next is absolutely untouched and I'm so glad. And I feel like this list is so naked right now without an entry like this for me. So right now is where my entry of the Batman is going to be. So I, it broke my heart when the dark Knight was picked because obviously if you're going to go with a Batman movie that has aged the best and done the best over time, 
it is the Dark Knight. Um, the Tim Burton Batman is absolutely excellent, and I was hoping it would kind of sleep for a little bit because it was, you know, my OG Batman, and it's the one that really set the tone for everything. I'm the but, OG of, of the podcast. I'm the oldest guy here. I'm I'm I got the gray hairs to show it. I'm super so so and and all respect to you. So you you get that spot. You can claim that that title and be able to take that Batman for your own. Um, this past Batman is what I feel like I've been waiting for for a really long time when it comes to Batman movies. Um, he comes to uh, there's a lot of different flavors of Batman. You don't have to like every single one of them. Robert Pattinson recently uh, said in an interview, or I actually, let me rephrase that. I watched an interview of his recently that was older, where he was talking about how Batman was a fun approach because you're not reinventing the character. You're just putting your own spin on what your Batman would be like. And I love that approach from him. You don't have to try so hard you just have to make a version that speaks to what the story is and what the plot calls for because we've seen different variations of batman over the years we've seen the brave and the bold batman we've seen uh you know the darker sides like the batman animated series we've seen the batman beyonds which are like a technical future and things like that and this past one combined a lot of elements of the older batman with batman beyond you have a grittier Gotham that was dirty and definitely needed to be cleaned up a lot. The music was fantastic throughout the entire thing. Um, you have the old school approach with the world's greatest detective persona. That's why I like it, because he really is the world's greatest detective in this one. And how much Batman screen time do you get in this movie? He's in almost the entire thing. Some of them, you, you're waiting for him to pop up on the screen forever. And sometimes it's good in those suspense and it works for those moments. But I love seeing him the entire time interacting with Jim Gordon, figuring out things on his own. And I thought Pattinson did a good job with that. I thought Colin Farrell was awesome as the Penguin. I thought the makeup they used for him was so good. It's crazy to like keep having to remind yourself that that was him. Um, John Turturro was a great addition as um, Falcone. They had a really, really great lineup. Zoe Kravitz, my newest celebrity crush uh, as Catwoman, was excellent. This is one that I feel like is going to age really, really well over the time. And I think that they're going to do the work in crafting where they're going to go with this series with him in particular in the future. And I think we're in for a really good ride when it comes to this. And it's also uh, it also set the record for the movie I've seen most in theaters. Uh, I know that we had mentioned some of ours before, and my number is uh, four for going to see oh, that four? one in theaters. Yeah, it was four I, I for going to see. Remember from it. your Facebook posts of of you referencing the, the fifth time, the third time, going back for the fourth. <laughs> Yeah, so I went two days before it actually came out, and I saw it in 4D. Um, and then the next time I saw it was the first weekend. I just went by myself on a Saturday, and then I went the next day. And then I went two weekends later with my dad. But I had wanted to go. I was planning on seeing it another time, and then they were like, oh, it's coming to HBO in like three weeks. 
And I went, oh, okay. Well, then I'm just going to watch it at home as many times as I possibly can. (laughs) And rest assured, I've definitely watched it quite a few times since it's been available for streaming. I have yet to see this. I am going to watch it. I've chosen not to watch it. It's just... I've seen so many Batman movies that I've different flavors for different people. And it's so the story I tell when it comes to this movie is I was bonding with this guy next to me the first night we saw it. Um, if that was a big Batman fan, had Batman tattoos, always gave his son crap because his son's a Superman fan. He was, he was fun to like <laughs> talk to and get along with. And we were talking about how much we liked the Bale movies and stuff like that. Um, halfway through the movie i realized i was liking the movie and he didn't like at all he, and he even leaned over and was like i think i'll stick with bail or whatever and i was like and part of me was like okay so this isn't gonna be for everybody and i understand i understand that like the first time through too it's a very slow burn the one thing i can say about this movie is the second time you watch it it's a lot more enjoyable because you know where it's going and you can kind of follow the plot a little bit more when it comes to it um yeah, but if you go in as it, with it as a detective movie, it's it's so brilliant. Well, I can't wait to watch it, but I will still say that they had a huge misstep in not booking my man Henry Zabrowski from the last podcast on the left to play the penguin. Dude would have been a killer penguin. And when that movie was talked about being filmed, there was like this huge movement within that podcast. Everyone that listens to it, and there's a lot of us um, that was trying to like get him to like somehow like get a chance to like just let me audition. Like I was like, let Henry audition; he's gonna kill it. But I can't be mad with who they ended up with. So I'll no, give it. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it. Colin Farrell did great, and obviously they're getting the show ready. Um. Ready to, to to go with that. When does that come out, Dan? Do you know? The I think who it, it was slated for. I think October of this year or something of next year. But with the writer strike now, who knows oh, what's going to be going on with it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sucks. It sucks, but doesn't suck. I get it. Support. Yeah. How uh, often do they go on strike? It's it hasn't been a while. The last time that I remember a real major one was during. I remember Scrubs, Scrubs was on TV, so it's been a while. Damn. Yeah. I for some reason I felt like it was a lot more often than that. It might be, and I just don't know. Why would I pay attention that hard? Uh, I haven't paid attention though, <laughs> and I and I know if I don't swing now, I'm gonna miss out on everything Avengers. And seeing as I was just rocking an Avengers shirt earlier today, I got two choices here. I can go with what people might think is the obvious, or I can go with what is actually the best Captain America movie. I'll fucking take Civil War right now. God damn it. That movie rules, bro. That movie rules. I love watching that movie. I'm excited every time I watch it. I think it's the best. I think it's the best Captain America movie, if you just call it that, where you just look at that character. And I get it. Like, you know, everyone's sitting here, spoilers, but like, everyone's like, yeah, but Cap should have told Iron Man about everything. It was like, no, man, 
he's he's trying to protect his friend and at the same time your parents are dead and Cap had nothing to do with it. All right. It's not Cap's fault that your parents were killed by Bucky. It's not. But if you knew Bucky before he was all twisted and manipulated and brainwashed, you would also love Bucky. And so like Matt got, you know, the winter soldier, which is probably just a step under this movie for me. Um, But like pretty much like a one, a one B. I have the second I saw this movie, I was like, God damn, they nailed it. And it's the first introduction of the new Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot of fun. So I just had a moment. What did you pick? Cause it lagged out so hard. Really? Yeah. On my end, I think. Okay. You guys hear it. Okay. Man, man. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Captain America. No. Avengers yeah, Civil War. No, it was Captain yeah, America Captain Civil, America Civil War. Oh, it was Captain America Civil War. Okay. But it is an Avengers movie. Might as well be Avengers Civil War, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the whole introduction <laughs> of the whole gang, but they're just not fighting together. Um I loved it. Every, the whole thing. And and I love the way they handled the nice balance between Cap being tor- torn between like two friends. You know what I mean? Like Tony Stark's his friend too. And he's been in his corner for a lot of this, you know. They they caps caps a hard guy to love. Tony's easy to love if you're just on the surface. Um if you're just like enjoying him as like the personality of Tony Stark, if you were to talk like that. Um, but if you actually got to know Tony, he's like really complicated and really hard to love. So yeah, I, I thought they just did such a good job, and it's a it's a perfect setup. You know what I mean, of of where they wanted to go with these relationships. So, for but, sure, great choice. Thank you, my friend Alex. You get to God. This is such an easy topic to draft, isn't it? Like, I don't think any one of us are mad with our picks right now. No, no not at all. I would mean, honestly, that it's the board's fallen. You know, just just the way I had hoped, but I could easily work around a lot of this stuff. So, and if I read Alex right, I think I can get my next pick, no problem. Maybe, but this pick involves Tom Hardy, a symbiote. Symbiote. We are Venom. <laughs> You'll get love, love from Matt. I'm I, I don't like it. <laughs> I hated this. The second one disappointed me. Hey, the I, second one disappointed me. But I did love the first one. Yeah. I had fun with the second too. I don't know. Guess I thought it could have been so it. much more. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I thought it could have been a lot more, but I also had the movie melt on. Uh, oh no, the theater caught on fire. Um, <laughs> you had that right, right too. Be- yeah, like right before everything got good, so it was just frust- It was just frustrating. But you told me they didn't. They didn't give you extra tickets, right? They didn't give you free. Tickets. No, they gave us extra tickets. Oh, okay, and cool. then we never got to use them, and then we go. That's down. what happened. I remember now. I remember the story, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I saw Sister Act two in the in the um. Like the alarm went off, the fire alarm went off, whatever. Yeah, just, uh, 
it was like one of the it was the first time we were back at Regal since it reopened after COVID, and one of the projectors caught on fire, so everything else got shut down. Was at pissed. some point we need to do a uh, sequel draft. I'd be cool with that. Draft a sequel movie of to, all time. To this, or you're talking sequels? No, no, the... no. Overall, open up to all genres of movies. Oh, let's try and figure out what are some of the best sequels of all time. Meaning they're almost better than the original. Yeah, there's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> that's a very good idea. Um, follow up Venom. I'm going back to a movie that has a certain John Leguizamo in it. Well, oh man, I know exactly. Yep, <laughs> do it. I'm going with Spawn. Yes. <laughs> that movie. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It was so good. It catches like it had, it had like early Mortal Kombat animations to it. It's kind sure. of like roughly sure. the same time, but other than CGI to it, it was. I think that was done pretty well for its time. I agree, dude. Great pick. I love that movie. I was so psyched to see that movie. That was a movie that I was. I was down in Kentucky visiting my family. And me and my cousin went to their local movie rental place. It was not a block blockbuster. It was like a local place. And uh, Dave's Rentals. We we was I was like like oh, I don't know what to pick. There's so many movies. And he's like he goes, well, it's got it. We got to pick a comic book movie. I'm like, well, what's the last one that came out? And we picked out Spawn. And his dad had to do it. Like we had to like leave the store. And then he had to rent it because I think it's I don't know if it's R, but it's PG thirteen, and we were not old enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the toys that came out with it. Oh, epic! Mm-hmm. They were some really well detailed toys. The thirty and, uh, miles of chain wrapped around them. Yes, yes, <laughs> dude that that comic book series was such a. It was so cavalier. It was so. Against the green, it was it was everything that was '90s. If you want to pick out a comic book that represented what the '90s was more than anything else, I think mm-hmm. I would pick up Spawn. Not to mention, like in conjunction, I guess the action figure company is Spawn, right? And McFarland, yeah. Like some of like even their sports figures are amazing. That's the I think that's like the only real part of the brand that really kind of still exists and like makes mm-hmm. like legit money. Yeah. Dude, great pick. I was wondering when that you. was gonna go off the board. I was hoping because everyone views it as such a shitty movie that it was gonna <laughs> last, but like I I watched it pretty much brand new and I loved it. I I was hooked the moment I saw it. I was like, this is so yeah. I'm definitely uh, the front runner for darkness. Oh yeah, I would say. I would say. <laughs> Love it. I was born in it. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep my trend going of picking off sequels, and I'll take Spider Two. Two. Which is actually better than the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. It is a perfect 
movie. It is flawless. Uh, once again, who's the main villain in that one? Huh? Who's the main villain in that one? I can't think. Doc Ock. And I don't That's do right. my homework, and I don't know the actor that portrays Doc Ock. Alfred Molina. The great Alfred Molina. Good job, man. Thank you. was amazing. He is um, somebody who should not be replaced as Doc Ock. That's how good of a like he just uh, a Doc funny. Ock what, what yes. RDJ was to Iron Man. And I was just about to say he's one yeah. of those irreplaceable, there's nobody gonna fill those shoes types. It was the no. perfect balance, that movie, of of story and action. It drove the story a lot, but there's also a ton of action in it. And at the same time, Doc Ock has always been one of my favorite villains because he's one of those villains that isn't based pure in just anger and violence for no good reason, like a lot of ways that Joker is. You don't really have a good reason why Joker's as angry and as violent as he is. You know exactly why Doc Ock is. You know exactly why. And, And you sympathize in a lot of ways. He's one of those, he's like, if you were to compare him to like a modern day serial killer, it's I would compare him to like a Jeffrey Dahmer, where it's like, God damn, why'd you do all these awful things? But at the same time, I feel bad that you didn't get help. I feel bad that you didn't have anyone there for you to talk to to get better with. Doc Ock just he needed to deal with his grief, man, but he didn't. He he it it took over his personality and his grief was his weapon. And he used yeah. that to just inflict violence and anger on everything he touched for but sure that, that movie i mean it was just like such a it set the world on like fire in a way it was just like wow they actually topped the original like the fir- first one we were all so excited like i said and then the second one came i was like screw that first one this movie's amazing <laughs> Yeah, a lot of good scenes in it. He had the uh, the unma- when Harry unmasks Peter, Spider Man, yeah. yeah. that whole drama with that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good there's a lot of good stuff with that. So yeah, it's a great choice. Thank you. Very good. Love it. All right, Mister Torres, uh, our DC champion, as it were. Is there any other DC? titles out there that need to be drafted they they kind of stink in a lot of ways in the movies i think we may have got them all all the good ones there's definitely one so i have a very important question before we continue are we doing five rounds or seven because this is round five right now that's and up, my, that's up to our man that likes to pull uh late shift shifts yeah, I was going to say I could do probably six tops. I'll make my next two picks and then have to bounce out. I'm good with it. Okay, so let's do six. That makes sense then. So let's do six because I'll save my DC one for pick six then. We'll do six uh, and then we'll allow some a uh, little banter real quick on like um, honorable mentions. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. While, while Matt's sleeping on the couch. Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. Um. So this one I'm going to put here, I I have a really hard time bouncing between a couple of these because I could put Endgame here because Endgame is still on the board. But there was something I like Infinity War way better than I like Endgame because there was 
this in between where you're like, what the heck's going to happen? And Endgame was kind of the finale and you kind of knew where it was going from there. Movie theater experience was still incredible. So I'm not going to go with the end. However, I am going to go with the movie that started everything we know today. And I'm going to go with Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, the OG. It, oh. There was nothing like it. When no. you saw this in theaters, you were like, holy crap, is this where we're going with superhero movies? Especially when they did it with a guy who in the comic books at the time was like a B or C list superhero. He had his own uh he had his own comic and was doing okay, but a lot of times in the past he was just like, okay, he's in Avengers West Coast, or he's popping up on Spider-Man, or he's doing this or that. Iron Man is a mainstream name because of Robert Downey Jr., because of the success of that movie. And man, when you saw that movie for the first time, it blew your mind. The scene when he gets his blasters figured out for the first time. And then, like, just flies up and goes to that hostage situation and trashes all of those guys. That is such a cool scene. And it sets up everything we know now. And I think it deserves that respect, especially because there's a very underrated performance in that movie in the entire MCU. And that is Jeff Bridges um, playing uh, Obadiah Stane. He's he's such an excellent villain. When he screamed that Tony Stark built, uh, built this in a cave with a box of scraps to that guy, that's one of the best deliveries of a line that's ever happened in the MCU. Uh, I, it deserves respect for so many reasons. So Iron Man is my draft pick number six or number the dude, five. The dude abides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an awesome pick. Again, such another that's back-to-back irreplaceable characters. Yeah, yeah. it is. As actors. Yeah. I remember just thinking just how is this real like the, the we we got to this point like it didn't feel real that iron man was this big name character and it is really cool to watch the first iron man after all the movies all the films and everything that spawned from it it's 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 pretty insane 15 years i think now right 2008 yeah. 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 15 years this year. Uh, this this May. I think it would have been this May. So 15 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe all stemmed from Iron Man, which was right. a total like, okay, let's let's hope this works and we'll see where it goes from there. I and have a sneaky suspicion. It. Brian, I have a sneaky suspicion you're going Iron Man 2 with your next one. <laughs> to keep the, the sequels <laughs> going. Um you have the most numbers. The only um, reason I won't is because they had one of my favorite characters or favorite actors in that movie in one of the most benign roles ever in a lot of ways. It just, he was so neutered. I hated him. It was like, I, I don't like when you make my man Benicio Del Toro have weird ticks and quirks. It, I don't like that. Just he's, he's a, uh, don't cage the animal. Let him go free. Benicio mm-hmm. Del Toro is best when you just let him just go. No, I'm not going to go that route. What I will say <laughs> about Iron Man, and it's fun to say it like this, it's one of my favorite movies to fall asleep to. It's like, wait, what? You like a movie and then you fall asleep mm-hmm. to it? Yeah, 
all my favorite movies, I fall asleep to them because I like listening as I'm falling asleep. I like I don't need to see the scenes. I I just want to hear the words as I'm falling. I have asleep. shows like that. So well, not only like that. that, Lord of the Rings like that, Star Wars, the first you know three or whatever four movies. Yep, I included uh the um St- Star Wars uh with Hayden, not Hayden Christensen. What's his uh, actor's name of the original Anakin? Jake Mark Lloyd. Hamill. Thank you. No, not Mark Hamill. <laughs> two movies that you I mean episode one. Anakin. Phantom. Oh you mean God. Phantom Menace? Yeah. yeah. Jake two Lloyd. movies that I did that with that I can remember is Tron, the first one, not the original, okay. but the first remake. Oh. And Boondock I like Saints. The original. I would do that constantly okay yeah i mean it's, it's fun to fall asleep to movies that you just know by heart absolutely if you hear them you see them in your head so i did take spider-man 2 and i have been taking sequels so i guess i will keep that going and this <laughs> one i think is a- hold on hold on wait you're gonna pass over my man matt I got two oh, picks, wait. bro. Alex set me up. I thought, like, yeah. <laughs> I thought I missed something. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, Matt's got two picks, and then Dan's got a pick. I got to wait yes. a long time. God, you think you started this show or something? Uh, he, he's new here. We'll give him a break. <laughs> all happy. right, guys. That's all I heard. <laughs> For my last two picks, uh, my fifth pick is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home because I thought it was a great encompassing of not just the the newer Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy, but also every Spider-Man movie up to date, which I, I it's really wonderful. It was really wonderful to see. There was this big multiverse stuff. I think really the big the first multiverse Marvel stuff that we got, like official multiverse stuff. Uh, so it was cool to see that all wrapped up and in the ending, which left a big cliffhanger and allegedly they're getting ready to do more, but, um, a lot of just emotional moments throughout, uh, throughout the entire thing. So Spider-Man, no way home. That'll be my number five. And then that my, was number- my first encounter with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh yeah. They, they hyped Dr. him up. Strange. Like he was going to be a bigger role in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he just, he, he wasn't. He just wasn't. He was there, but he wasn't like a prominent feature. So um, he had a key moment, though. Couple key moments. Couple key moments. But um, but that was a lot of fun. My last pick. I'm having a really tough time trying to put this one together. I was trying. I wanted to find like a uh, like a like a random, just like like a non Marvel one, because obviously my list has been very heavy Marvelized. Oh, Marvel DC, I couldn't tell you the difference too much. Yeah, it's... it's I just watch. It's a thing for me. Um, I'm going to... Oh, okay. I guess I'm kind of stuck with Marvel or DC. Um, I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok as the as as my Taika Waititi took over the, the film from... Uh, t- took over the directing from the dude who plays... Uh, God, the Gilroy Lockhart it was the direct, director of the first two. The dude, the actor who played Gilroy Lockhart in Harry Potter was the director of the oh, first oh. two Thor movies. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh or something like that. Ken Branagh. Yeah, I think so. Um, Taika Waititi does this. It's a breath of fresh air for Thor. 
gets a haircut. It's fun. It's funny. It's action packed. They take away Thor's hammer, which any like the the character growth in this movie is tremendous, and sets him up for like Infinity War, which is like one of Thor's biggest movies, honestly. And it was so great that I was like, they better not be done. This better not be it for Thor because I want more of this. And um, it, it was really fun. He got to see Loki kind of redeem himself. He got to see, you know, some Hulk, like Smart Hulk. We're, we're getting towards Smart Hulk. Uh, debut of Valkyrie, Jeff Goldblum in the movie. Uh, you know, Korg, Meek, uh, just a lot, of, a lot of Hulk lore in this. And... Yeah, and of course, Hela made it. Uh, you know, just a great villain. Just just so much fun uh, with Thor Ragnarok. And uh, great soundtrack. Another great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As long as he's not acting in whatever he's directing, I'm fine with it. Taika? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, dude, I, his work I, in Mando has been fantastic. Except for he's when done, I I like his directing. I, I was a little um I was a little miffed at the, the newer one. I seen it once, lo- like loved it, and then I seen it again. I was like, uh I don't know. I mean would I mean uh Thor Love and Thunder um is yeah. what I'm referring to. But um which still pretty good, but didn't love it. Ragnarok is the 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 coup de gras of, of Thor movies, so it's perfect. Um, yeah. It's flawless. So. There's little like from point A to point B, perfect. Absolutely. The coupe, the coupe de grass. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, fellas, I'm gonna go to bed. I apologize for cutting out early. You're all good, buddy. But I'm gonna go to sleep. I love you all, Dan. Thanks for being on the show, bud. And uh, have fun with the last year picks. See you next week. See you See next you, week. Bye. Bye. And then there were three. And then there were three. All right. So I think for my number six, I had want to put this in so bad because this movie means a lot to me. And I wanted to finish the way I started. So I'm going to do an animated movie sandwich. A lot of good animated movies you could go uh, with here. Incredibles definitely gets an honorable mention because that's an incredible, uh, no pun intended, superhero (laughs) movie. Um, but for this, I have to do a title that's near and dear to my heart. And this movie is Batman mask of the phantasm. Um, if you're looking for a full length animated Batman movie, there is no better one than this. You have the two most iconic voices in Batman history. Um, those being Kevin Conroy, rest in peace, uh, and Matt and Mark Hamill, Um, who voiced Batman and Joker for that movie. And it focuses on the story of Batman with Andrea Beaumont um, as his love interest, who turns out to be uh, an assassin that's killing people from um, her family's past. But it focuses more on Bruce's history of not being Batman and finding happiness and stuff. And it's the first time you see something really dark in like the animated movies for Batman specifically. And I absolutely love it. The story is great. The villain is great. Um, Really ironic stories. I I love watching this movie. And the day Kevin Conroy died, I actually woke up and got the urge to watch it. So I was watching it. And then an hour later, I got the news that he passed. 
Uh, so it was a weird, it, it was a very strange day when that happened. Cause I felt like something called me to That's do, sick, to do that one last time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I had to finish my team off strong and it's going to be with a good DC entry there. Cause God, there aren't a lot of them, unfortunately. So that takes the final spot for me. Hey Dan, I got a question. Yes, sir. Did the Incredibles come from a comic book? I don't know if it came from a comic book or not. I really don't think it did, but I don't have any proof to say that it didn't. Inconclusive. Moving on. <laughs> I I feel like it's it, it was storyboarded a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it came from a lot of that, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I was just curious. That's a great question. I love I'd love to one. find out more. I think that's the only one so far that I would question. Fair enough. Man, you put me in a tough spot here because I want to almost kind of ride your coattails here, Dan. I want to I wanna do an animated too, but I got to get it right. So y'all going to have to be patient with me. No problem. This is a delicate art. It really is. I, I've been stressing about this all day because I felt like I needed to make the right picks in the right spots. <laughs> You've done masterfully so far. Thank you, my friend. Well, now that we're here all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like we said before, I feel like any of our teams would be formidable against anybody else. But uh we if they're they're super strong mine i feel really good about as far as diversifying what i love as far as superhero movies i think most of mine feel like a supernatural element to them yeah i love that i love that all right well i have to do this in one way or another and i will ride your coattails and and draft a cartoon movie I was torn between taking the live action version of this character or taking the anime version of this character. And I went with anime because it blew my mind away. I'm going to take Constantine city of demons from hell. If you have HBO max or max or whatever it's called now, uh, I believe it's still on there. That's how I watched it. Um, I lost my access to it a few months ago when I was borrowing it from a friend. I haven't got it back since. But when I watched it, it did the best, besides your Spider-Man pick, it did the best adaptation of a comic book brought to life. Mm-hmm. I've read a few of the graphic novels of the Hellblazer series. And then to me, it is the most beautiful artwork out of all comic books. And that's a, you know, bold statement, obviously, just because there's been so many artists and so many different styles and it's spanning, you know, you're going back to the 40s, the 50s and stuff like that. So you're you're talking about 80 years worth of panels, artwork, these people putting in real hours and that's my favorite and it's not just it's it's unfair because i lean to the occult you know i've already already referenced on the show henry zabrowski from the last podcast and left which is a very occult show i love hell yeah 
I'm not going to say the words because some people get offended. But, uh, well, S A Y one zero. There you go. (laughs) And, uh, I think that the Hellblazer series just kind of just like took comic books and kind of twisted it and put it on, on its head, man. It, it, it gave it a flip that it kind of needed, which is you have your superheroes that are all full of virtue and moral. And they're always the, you know, your protagonists are always such these, these guys that are pursuing to have just such good lives and impacting society and creating better things. You know what Constantine does? He does whatever the hell he wants in the moment. He decides from, from, case to case he decides whether or not he cares that much he doesn't always care enough to help someone but some cases kind of like make him have to like really take on a real true quote-unquote evil presence so if you like comic books which i hope you do because they're awesome first off read some of the hellblazer stuff the artwork's amazing the storylines are incredible and then if you're not into just reading a comic book, go ahead and go find some of Constantine product. I mean, Keanu Reeves does a pretty good job of portraying Constantine. He's not British, which bothers me because like Constantine should have been British. It's a pretty big part of his character. It's kind of takes away all his dialogue. If you don't let him be British, you know, there's a, they have a very unique way of speaking, which is kind of lost when it's Keanu Reeves just being some dude. Um, but you know, you kind of get the gist when you watch you when you watch the Constantine movie, which I was close to taking. I love that movie. I still watch it several times a year. Um, so, yeah. I Const- wonder what Keanu Reeves like overall as an actor kill count is. Oh. <laughs> With with he's killed so many between John that Wick. John Wick. The only person he has to probably contend with is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and most of Arnold's is because of Commando. Yes, yeah. because Commando ho- held the Guinness Book of World Records for most of mono of on-screen deaths. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. Maybe at that time, it may have changed. I don't know. But um, I think the the Constantine Constantine character is my... Now that's my second DC, quote-unquote DC character that I selected. They got grandfathered and they were purchased by DC. So I don't know how to exactly view that. Yeah, it still counts, but not as much. Yeah. I mean, the artwork isn't traditional. But I will say, I have a Joker storyline graphic novel that mimics a lot of what I see out of the Hellblazer series. So Ooh, that's awesome. I I love panel artwork, man. Like mm-hmm. like no other. Like the screw going to the whatever you know Knox Albright Knox and seeing whatever they paint. Like kudos to them. But why can't we have giant canvases? Some of our favorite panels of all time, mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. when Batman has his back with back broke. You know what I mean? Like I want that panel in an art gallery somewhere. Yeah, me too. It's, it's also a very cool concept if you're into tattoos. Oh, absolutely! I've thought about it 
like you got a weird spot to fill in and you got just enough room. You could take a panel and pop it right in. Absolutely. If you got the right artists, they can really bring that to life. Mm-hmm. Or even film strip it. Uh, Alex, n- no pressure, my friend. You uh, no. have Mr. or Mrs. Irrelevant here. So this one, I had to double check. It did come from a movie, comic book to movie list. Um, there's a certain part of this world that sees 30 days of night. Oh, shit. You took Constantine too. I'm glad Constantine was picked, so I was safe to move on to this because I wanted Constantine mentioned, so thank you. But 30 days of night, very vampire Yeah. Very evil. So, so you're saying they took that from a comic book? As far as I know, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. I do know that that was the last movie that he had writing credit without having director credit as well. Um, this that is much I don't know. Talking about. Huh? That's a Tarantino movie. Is it? Quote, unquote. Well, he wrote it. He wrote right. it and sold it. Um, that is that is his script. That he has writing credits on it, and I nice. believe that's the last movie that he wrote but did not direct. All the rest yeah. of them he holds on to himself because he's a he's goddamn amazing. Um, well, we didn't want to. Well, you in particular didn't want to say that name, but I absolutely. Love the scene where one of the living characters is kneeling on the ground. The one vampire is over that character. And they're saying, oh, God. And he looks up. No, God. Yeah. Classic line. <laughs> Classic line. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, an, that's an immortal line in, in cinema history, for sure. Mm-hmm. Dan, you ever seen I, 30 Days of Night? I never have. That's one that's got to be on my list. Definitely check that out. Yeah, that's that's one for sure that I wanted to. Um, yeah, some some of the some of the cultier ones I still have yet to really dive into, but um, yeah, that's one that I've definitely heard talked about in comic book shops and and on you know message boards and things like that. So that's on my list to check out in the future. Awesome! It's such a vast and expensive hobby to try and invest in graphic novels, and I only will do that. I tried for the longest time to do a comic, be a comic book collector. And I quickly realized that one, it's hard to keep all those in good condition. Two, the storylines are only worthwhile when you can have one after the other after the other. And once again, now you're talking about money. And it, yep. it gets very expensive when you're trying to collect like that and have a series. You know, we've already drafted a bunch of these movies, but like to have the Infinity Wars comic book collection, you know what I mean? Would be quite pricey, especially nowadays, because you're buying it secondhand. You know, people have mm-hmm. these, so you're going to go out and purchase it. 
I tell everyone if they're ever interested in comic books, I'm like, go out and buy a, a graphic novel because you know it's a point A to point B. You're going to get the full story. There's nothing left out. And it's better quality paper that it's printed on, you know, and you're, you're also going to get some storylines that are like some of the most iconic with dealing with that character. So if you have yeah. a favorite character, you know, Dan's got Batman, you know, there's mm-hmm. several Batman graphic novels that you could go out and purchase today. And I think several not- would be an understatement of a large degree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, graphic absolutely. novels are unique in a way that um, there really is an emphasis on the artwork. Yeah. You know, the storyline's important, but the the artwork that's portrayed in these novels and these um series which are condensed into one book for you conveniently are are some of the most iconic and 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 it's just fun that they're doing this now so uh currently it has not been drafted which is fine um because they kind of fun fall under a unique category there's a Darth Vader graphic novel that if you're a big Star Wars fan, it's some of the most beautiful artwork, some of the best storylines of all Star Wars that you could go find right now. And it's epic. It's really, really good. Go out to your Barnes and Noble or whatever, and if you feel like investing, it's worth your while because it's, it's excellent stuff. And That I, sounds I, awesome. Yeah, I think in the, like somewhere in the mid '90s, they really hit on like, oh man, like this is where we can really like put together one, a really good art form, two, some really good writing, and then three, something that's worth holding on to and keeping. Because comic books get it's hard to just keep in good condition and enjoy the same time over and over. Where a graphic novel kind of holds up. If you want to read it five, six times, you know, it's it's still gonna hold up condition wise pretty well so i would say that Mm -hmm. but that's not what we did we put together what we consider some of the best comic book movies of all time there's some movies that were left out uh dan do you have any honorable mentions that you would point people towards um endgame is definitely one of the uh, better ones that we didn't put on any of our teams uh yeah, we also have uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, um, which is also a good standalone movie. I would say, uh, Dark Knight Rises is good. Batman Begins is also a good mention. Um, Dar- uh, Batman Returns, of course, with Danny DeVito playing uh, the Joker and Michelle, or oh, the Joker, the Penguin, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Um, those ones I would say are some of my honorables. Oh, those are classics. Yeah, for sure. What about you? There is there is a movie that Dad had on VHS. Um, I haven't seen it all the way through. Um, but he said it takes several watchings to understand really what's going on. That movie's called Heavy Metal. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, yeah. It's hitties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. My first uh, cartoon tits. Yeah. <laughs> Only cartoon tits, actually. 
I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me um, first uh, to say right now that I, I, I think that maybe, Alex, we can do a part two of this. What do you think? I would say, yeah. It would take a lot more research on my end, I think. But I'm up to that challenge. I'd oh, be down one, for something like that. Yeah. Two, well, you're, two more. You're locked in. No, not two more. I'm going to save one of them. One more honorable just for this episode. The Punisher. Yes. Which yeah. one? Very nice. The Punisher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that fits kind of my team at the moment. In a way. I yeah, definitely. All right. Well, then, on behalf of Sleeping Matt Johnson, my wonderful other co-host, Alex Morris, and our fantastic guest of the day, Dan, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, guys. I had so much fun. Of course, of course. Uh, Until next time, I think we can all just say uh, enjoy those beers. In the words of Ryan Holt Bailey, Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.